AskADesignerAnything.com Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask A Designer Anything, episode 49. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk about something that I'm really, really excited about. I've just lined up my guest for my first ever conversation podcast. So what I'm going to try and do once a month is find a guest that I'm really interested in talking to, that we've had a lot of conversations before, and we're going to talk about, sit down and talk about design and marketing for an hour or two, or however long we end up talking for. Then I'm going to split that podcast out over a couple of days, and I'm going to release it in chunks. Then at the very end of the week, once once I've released all that content, I'm going to re- release an unedited version of that podcast, which will be an hour or two long. I'm really excited about the format because I've never done a conversation podcast before, but I know I like talking to people, obviously, because that's the only reason I'd be doing a podcast. And I just wanted to let you know before it goes out, it's going to be going out sometime within the next week or two. So I'll have more information about it soon. But the only reason I wanted to talk about it is because I'm really excited about it. So to get to today's episode, today I'm talking about seven graphic design principles that you can apply in your business right now, specifically around blogging or your content production or your website, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to talk about some really simple stuff that you can learn from graphic design, from a graphic designer like me. And you're going to be able to apply it straight away after this episode. So let's get started. This isn't strictly a graphic design principle, but it's something that you hear a lot of designers talking about. And it's the idea of KISS, keep it simple, stupid. This applies more than anything else in graphic design, specifically if you're you're not a graphic designer by trade or it's not something you do very often. Keeping things simple is so, so, so important. And it's the thing I see most from clients that they don't do. So if they're making a Word document or whatever it is, they're going to start adding loads of stupid Word artifacts or they're going to go into Microsoft Publisher and add, add loads of stupid things that look terrible that they just didn't need to add. So just keep things simple. It's my top tip, my top graphic design tip. Um, for graphic design and probably life, you could probably say as well. But seriously, keep it simple and don't try and get too complicated with your designs if you're doing stuff for yourself. And before you start adding anything else to it, tip number two, make sure you can read your content first. Your content is the number one thing that is the most important thing. I can't stress this enough. Even speaking it, I can't stress this enough. Your content is the most important thing on your website. No matter what your website looks like, everything should be geared around making the content on your website the easiest thing to do and easiest thing to read on your website. So if you're looking at designing a new website or if you can't afford to get a designer or anything like that at the minute, before you design anything, before you do anything else, make sure you can read the content. Sit there after you've written all your content and try and read it on your website or in your Word document or in the PDF that you're producing or in your Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is, make sure you can read the content first before you start adding any other kind of effects to it. It's so important to make sure you can read it. And it kind of ties into the first one, keep it simple. Make sure you keep it simple and make sure you can read your content before you do anything else, before you add any other nice effects to it. Number three, the third thing I want to talk about is the F reading pattern. So F for Freddy. This is a principle in web design where when you look at a website, the most popular pattern for people to read a website is in like an F pattern. So they start by looking from the top left-hand corner to the top right. Then they look down the far left-hand side of the website so that they look from top 
to bottom of the website, creating the first bit of an F. Then they go a bit down the page and look to the right, from the left to the right, then a bit further down the page and look from the left to the right, completing a kind of a, an F reading pattern. This isn't everybody who visits websites like this, but it's just to get you thinking about the most important parts of your website and which bits you should be putting your content in. Specifically, the top of your website. The top of your website is so important. The idea of things being above the fold is a little bit old school now, but still the top of your website is still the most important part. That's why your navigation always appears there. That's why your logo always appears there. That's why some people have big images at the top there or the most important content at the top of the website. So the top of the website is really important and the left-hand side of your website is really important. The F pattern can be flipped. So on some websites, you see that it's actually more like a reverse F. But the most important point to take from this is the top and left and right-hand sides of your website are the really most important things that you need to consider very, very carefully about what kind of content you're going to have on those sections. Once people can read the content on your website, you've considered the F pattern, you've considered keeping it simple, then you need to start adding things to it to make people be attracted to it. Now, I don't mean to go over the top in this kind of thing. I mean, you need to produce elements on your website that are going to attract people to particular points of your website. This can be something as simple as chunking up your content. So chunking up your content is when you write a blog post, for example, and you make sure you've got plenty of headings in there, make sure you use short paragraphs and make sure it's really easy to read. You need to make sure you pay attention to how people use websites most of the time. And it, and because websites are so popular now, we've seen this pass over to more traditional media like magazines um, and like any offline medium. What you need to do is make sure you've got elements inside your design, whatever it is you're producing, that catch people's eyes. The easiest way to do this is to look at it like you'd normally read something. Most, most of us read things now by scanning things. We don't read things from top to bottom. We don't read things from left to right, top to bottom. That's an old school way of looking at most things now. The only way that people really still read those kind of things is traditional books. People will still sit down with a book or with a Kindle and they'll read it from left to right, from top to bottom. But for everything else, you need to make sure you attract people's attention and attract the eye. So consider what you can add into your content to attract people's eyes to things. Things like adding images, things like adding headings, things like adding bold text or underlined text. It's a really important point to make sure you need to attract people into your content. This next point is not something that's easy really for someone who's not got much art experience or any design experience, but it's important that you do it. You need to pick colors that work together there is tools online that help you pick colors that work together. One of my favorite is Adobe Color. It used to be called Cooler. That, that's spelled K-U-L-E-R. Now it's called Adobe Color. It's a free website. It's color.adobe.com. And it's so simple to use. You don't need an account to use it, but it shows you how color patterns work. There's a, I could go on about color theory for, for 15 minutes, but I'm not going to, not in this episode at least. But if you go into Adobe Color, you can see on there how colors work together and you can pick a red, for example, and it'll suggest other colors to you that might work with that red. It's really important that you pick colors that are appropriate for your market and that are appropriate together, that actually work together. Lots of colors clash. 
and they can kind of not physically repulse people from your website, but it can be quite a powerful effect if you've got ugly colors on your website, even if your design is really nice, if you've got ugly colors that make things difficult to read or that make things difficult for people to understand because they're so repulsive or they they give people headaches, that kind of thing, you need to make sure you're not using colors like that. So go onto Adobe Color and take a look at some of the color suggestions on there and you should be able to create a color scheme for your website that's not going to put people off or physically repulse people. People with lack of experience of graphic design principles and art theory are always terrified of white space. It's sometimes called negative space. If you're not familiar with the concept, it's when, if you look at a magazine, for example, anywhere where there isn't anything, so anywhere where there's no text, anywhere where there's no images, where it just looks like dead space, that is what's called negative space or white space. It's not always white, which is why the term white space can be misleading, but it's useful. Uh, well, actually, not just useful in design. It's really important because something that designers always talk about is letting your design breathe. And that helps people taking the full picture of a design, be it a website or be it a logo or a magazine or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's important that white space is around something because it makes it more, your eyes easily more interpret what's going on. It also gives your eyes room to breathe around the content. That's why when you pick up a book from a bookstore, for example, there's there's a nice chunk of space around the words. You'll notice they don't push the words right up to the edge of the pages because it'd feel uncomfortable to read that. So white space is key to a lot of designs. It can be difficult to understand this, especially with no design experience. I totally appreciate that. But just be aware that you need to let things breathe in your design. Don't try and cram everything into your design. It's important that you leave room just to let the design breathe. I know this sounds really arty and really difficult to understand, really abstract, but just let your design breathe and don't try and cram everything into your design. It's okay if people have to scroll your website or it's okay if you're making a flyer and it goes onto a second page. That is fine. What's not fine is cramming in too much content and making it too difficult for people to read it. Keep it simple again. Number seven, the final one is something I've already touched on. And this is that people have got short attention spans. Short attention spans have been getting shorter and shorter and shorter as the internet becomes more popular and popular and popular. So you need to be aware of people's short attention spans. And that's where points one to six that I've already mentioned are going to help you combat that. But you also need to just remember this all the time when you're producing something. People have got short attention spans. People won't read your 2,000 word long article. Or they might read it, but they might read it in chunks. They might come back to it over a couple of days. You need to bear in mind all these kind of things when you're writing content, when you're producing a website, when you're making magazine articles. There's a reason magazine articles have word limits and there's a reason they're not usually very high. It's because most people either don't have the time or don't have the patience or don't have the attention span to sit there and read a long article. So if you're going to have a long article, if we come back to that point again, you need to make sure you chunk it up. You need to make sure you're taking the other six points I've mentioned, keeping it simple. Make sure you've got plenty of white space around your design. 
make sure you produce elements that attract the eye, things like headers, things like images. And before anything else, make sure your content is comfortable to read. Doing design is hard. It's just, it's just a fact. I've done design for over 10 years and it's still difficult for me sometimes. So I appreciate that it's going to be difficult for you to produce any design that you have to produce. But the point of this podcast was that I could give you seven tips that you could apply to things that aren't just design, that you could apply to your writing, or you could apply to your blog posts, or you could apply it to video editing, or whatever. You can apply most of these tips that I've provided in this episode to anything. Thanks so much for listening. This was episode 49, and you can find the show notes about this episode at askdesigneranything.com forward slash EP49. If you want even more marketing tips, I've got an email newsletter that I email out every Sunday that I, that I tend to share a story on, uh, provide a couple of things that I've been looking at that week, usually some book links. I think it's really useful, and I think you'd find it useful as well. You can go over to my website again and scroll down to the very bottom and you'll see a link on there. Sometimes you'll find if you're browsing my website, a pop-up might appear as well after you've scrolled to the bottom of a podcast and you'll see how to sign up there. It's dead easy. You'll have noticed by now that I'm here every single day answering questions just like this one, talking about design, marketing, technology, mindset, business, blah, 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 lots of other stuff, all to do with design and marketing. But if you've got a question or a topic you want me to cover that I've not covered yet, or you'd like me to approach it from a different angle, go over to my website at askadesigneranything.com and you can ask it right there on that website. Alternatively, you can find me on Twitter. If you just search for Craig Burgess, all one word, you'll find me. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you listen with iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop me a review. And thanks so much for listening once again, and I'll see you on the next episode of Ask a Designer Anything.